This is G'day World 263. I'm talking to Andrew and Kevin. We're talking about conspiracy theories. <laughs> we have a legacy of freedom and privilege, which has been won by hard struggle, hasn't been given by above. It's been one, but we have it, and we can use that uh, to help people who are suffering seriously uh, if we try. Well, the singularity is a future time which will be profoundly transformative, where the machine intelligence we're creating will be billions of times more powerful than our own biological intelligence. Well, excuse, what's next for Robert Scoble? What do you think you're going to be doing three, four years from now? Oh, geez. Uh, well, hopefully uh, we've We'll have a successful launch of Longhorn. I, I want to stick around for my, with Microsoft for at least four more years. Around what I call the because effect rather than the with effect. In other words, I can make more money because of my blog than with Anything my blog. Anything of this magnitude only happens because enormous numbers of people want it to happen and are willing to commit time and energy and money. It's actually working now. How about that? Have you ever done a podcast? You tried to record it, thought you were recording it, and then found out the thing was fucked up. <laughs> I have on a couple of occasions, and I tell you, the most recent one—well, it wasn't that it was fucked up, but about a week ago, I was doing one of my AI interviews with some guy in Palo Alto, and I'd been talking to him about for, for about five minutes when I realised I hadn't hit the record button, <laughs> and I didn't want to uh, confess it, so I just. Uh, before I put the show out, I sort of re-recorded my introduction and then sort of edited it into a an answer that he was giving, which was really five minutes into the conversation. But I kind of fudged it. I think it I think it sounded all right, <laughs> but it was very embarrassing. Who, who was that? Uh, I don't know, man. Um, could have been uh, Wendell Wallach, I think, or one of these guys. Yeah, I listened to a few of the AI ones. You know, I'm really into advanced robotics, artificial intelligence. I studied that for so, you know so many years. Um, actually, I used to go around Japan to all these uh, robot laboratories and universities and just drop in on them and you know say hello and say, you know, what are you working on? All these like, really famous Japanese uh, roboticists. That's a lot of fun. Is there a lot of cool stuff going on over there? Uh, there was. Um, you know, it seemed like that the government funding was just dropping out of sight. You know, just... Um, <clears throat> I did... I mean, one time I went to this laboratory and I guess, you know, you're supposed to get a pass and stuff like that to get in. I don't know. I just walked in the gate. I walked in the building, walked up there. and So I walk into this room, right? And I, I thought, where is everyone? I'm looking around and then, so what's around this partition? I look, I go in there and lying on this table is this full body android <laughs> I mean the real thing and I'm like holy shit look at this and some guy came around the corner hey you're not supposed to be here you're not supposed to see that that's top secret <laughs> I'm like sorry <laughs> it's too late now <laughs> you're gonna have to kill me 
Show me how it works first. <laughs> you know what? You're, 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 you're Mulder. Did you, did you, let me, let me guess. You went and got Scully, but when you came back, it was gone. What's you're that? Like, <laughs> you're Mulder. And you went, you went and got what? Scully, and when you came oh, back. Oh, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was gone. You went, damn it, no. damn it, Scully, they beat us again. Yeah, no. Actually, that day, they were, they were waiting to do a, uh, photo shoot. They were disclosing it to the public that day. So I got kind of lucky. Um, and what was it? It was, um, this, it was, you know, full body robot, um, you know, feet and arms and fingers and head. Uh, hold on a second. My cat's trying to screw things up. Um, yeah, you, th- you think it's a cat. It's really a droid spy that the Japs have put in there to see if you're telling stories about their special secret android projects. Don't you worry, Andrew. Yeah, he, he's got fleas then. <laughs> Robot fleas. Yeah, you think they're fleas, man. <laughs> they're scattering themselves all over your body. They're recording everything you say and do, man. Uh, anyway, anyway, let's get let's get on the, concentration camps, man. Yeah, are we gonna are we recording now or what? Yeah, I've been recording all along, man. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> listen, my friend Kevin might call. He might uh, you know send you a Skype notification. Ke- Kevin Hampill. All right. I I called him. And I said, "Come on the show and we'll chat." All right. He's a he's a cool guy. Okay, so um, you can talk about girl us about uh, life in Japan. Why don't, why don't you so, why don't you introduce yourself before we get too far ahead of ourselves, man? I'm just a average dude. Got married to a Japanese woman. Moved to Japan. I uh, was teaching English. Now I'm getting a divorce. <laughs> Trying to find a job. Right. And teaching English. Uh, yeah, whatever. How long uh, have you? How long you're, you're from the U.S. originally? Yeah, from Denver, Colorado. And how long have you been in Japan? Nine years. Nine years. Now, um, you and I chatted a bit earlier on Skype today about uh, Buckminster Fuller and the CIA and why why Buckminster Fuller's teachings aren't more widespread 20-odd years after he died. And during that conversation, you asked me if I'd heard about the prison camps that are being built in America. And I said no, and then we uh, I had to go. I had some calls I, I was on. But I've just been Googling this stuff, and this is really interesting. This relates to a piece of legislation, an act of Congress that was signed by President George W. Bush on October 17, 2006, which is entitled the Military Commissions Act of 2006, the stated purpose of which is to facilitate bringing to justice terrorists and other unlawful enemy combatants through full and fair trials by military commissions. <laughs> and, you know, can you actually have those words in the same sentence? Full and fair trials by military no. Australians know quite a bit about full and fair military trials by uh, trials by military commissions. We had an Australian in uh, called uh, David Hicks who's been in Guantanamo Bay for like the last two or three years 
without being charged. Uh, and uh, he finally got charged and, and basically just did a plea bargain to get the hell out of there about a month or two ago. But uh, And then I, I was sort of Googling this a bit more and read an article that dates from October last year, which is before, just, just before, about a week before this <laughs> act was signed into legislation, you got like that, that says that Kellogg, Brown and Root, a Halliburton subsidiary, has been awarded a $385 million contract to construct a huge facility at an undisclosed location to hold tens of thousands of Bush's unlawful enemy combatants. So tell me what you know about this stuff, Andrew. Well, not too much, but I've run across it quite a few times. Uh, You know, I... I've seen some videos on the internet on YouTube describing these camps, and they're laid out exactly like the uh, Nazi concentration camps during World War II. Gas chambers and everything. It's freaky. Um, now, in front of me, I have a... I was doing a search on the concentration camps also, and... Uh, here is a letter from U.S. Congress, and it's dated March 24th, 1997, and it's uh, regarding a civilian inmate labor program and civilian prison camps on Army installations. Uh, so obviously, this has been going on uh, from before the Bush administration. You know, this is uh, in Clinton territory here. It just goes to show you that there's absolutely no difference between Clinton and Bush. They're all in the same mafia. And who runs that mafia, do you think? I think it's, you know, international bankers, um, weapons manufacturers, oilmen... Uh, definitely communication uh, communications companies you know the the mass media Um, and I I think it's pretty much a group as Buckminster Fuller put it is um, you know grunge which represents the network of interlocking uh you know, mega corporations and their interests. You know, the, the corporation, the uh, the stock market, the banking system, philanthropy—they're uh, all just uh, socioeconomic ploys. They're just tricks. Uh, they're designed by the rich people to make sure that they remain uh, our masters. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. Have you seen uh, Michael Moore's new documentary, Sicko, yet? Yes, I did. And uh, That's not bad. Yeah, I I was just watching it tonight. I haven't finished it about halfway through it, but, uh, you know, uh, yet again, uh, Moore is 
doing, I think, a fabulous job telling one side of the story about the way that American corporations work and some of the things that they're prepared to do to make money. And, 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 and how much they have the politicians in their back pocket. Yeah. Well, you know, I love more in, to just to a certain point because, you know, it's the left and the right are basically the same. There's a little bit of difference, but no one wants to give up the game. You know, um, what's what's the game? The game is that they're fooling everyone else. You know, you know, it's like nine uh, eleven. No one wants to uh, come out and say, "Hey, you know, Bush's guys—they're they're the ones that planned it and you know and did it and started the whole." You know, propaganda campaign with Al Qaeda, which is basically created by the CIA. So, <clears throat> so, so you're in the camp that believe that thinks that the Bush cabal directly orchestrated the 9/11 attacks on uh, the U.S. Definitely. In order to achieve what? Well, I think they're. They have so many goals in mind, but world domination, uh, creation, they want to depopulate the world. Why? Um, they're psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think, I don't well, think any of us well, are going to disagree with that at this point, but surely, well, surely there's going to be a, a bigger reason than that. I, I mean, Buckminster Fuller proved that we could all live like millionaires or billionaires if we just quit playing these stupid games the stupid politics game the stupid banking game uh, the stupid stock market game and if we just use our most advanced technology uh, towards uh, you know supplying housing and education and uh, you know everything that all humans need uh, but that would mean that we would be equal, pretty much, you know. And the these guys, they don't want to be equal. They want to be in. You know, you talk about taking over the world, but America pretty much already rules the world right now. They're, they're the by far the, the the only superpower on the planet. They're they're military budget is larger than the rest of the military budgets in the world put together so what do you think the real game is here what are, what are these th people trying to achieve you know, i don't know but i from my point of view they're trying to make us into total slaves they're using all kinds of uh mind control techniques um you know propaganda you know, uh, electronic mind control, um, chemical mind control. I think that they just want a world of slaves or something. Either that or, you know, there's the camp that thinks that they're a bunch of devil worshippers, which could definitely be true. I mean, just look how long, you know, 
you know, all these religions have been around. You don't think there's not a bunch of devil worshippers that haven't uh, been at it for that couple thousand years? Of course there have. Uh, you know, I have really, really no idea what the if there are a bunch of devil worshippers, but they sure they certainly act like it. <laughs> are you a Christian, Andrew? No, um, I believe in God, but to me, God is uh, the universe. You know, it's uh, nature. We are all God. We're all part of God. Everything is part of God. So it's the, the Bucky Fuller universe with a capital U, God. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the God of Spinoza. The God of Einstein. Everything that is. Yeah? No? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I'm here. Uh, sorry. My friend Kevin, he's trying to call me. Hello, Kevin. Tell him to join us. How do you do that? Well, uh, you can hook him into a conference call on your Skype, probably. Just right-click his name on Skype and say, invite to conference. Okay. Ooh, that's hey. working. Hello? Hey, Kevin, this Hello. is Cameron Riley. How are you doing? Pretty good. Welcome to G'day World. You? You're, you're on G'day World on the podcast network, Kevin. Cool. Okay. Where are you from, Kevin? Um, I'm from England and America. Where are you living right now? I'm in Japan. Oh, in you're in Tokyo. Japan as well. Another American yeah. in Japan. Is it? Well, it saves me because I was just getting onto Google. I just got online and I was I was looking up O'Reilly podcast and I was going to try and find out. And what are we talking about? We, we what, what were we talking about? God, actually, I think, or whether or not the Bush Cabal were a bunch of devil worshippers just before uh, you came on. So tell us your story, Kevin. What, what are you doing in Japan? Uh, I'm teaching English, as you know, thousands of others. <laughs> how's, uh, how's it coming along? Have they worked it out yet? Sort of, oh, no. Uh, actually, our job is to prevent them ever learning so that we have a job for life. <laughs> Bring them along. <laughs> no, just joking, if anyone's listening in. Uh, no, I mean, you know, it's it's good. It's good. It's hard work, but... What do, what do you do yourself? Well, mate, I'm, I'm an Aussie in uh, Melbourne, Australia. And is I, that a job? <laughs> yes, that is That's a full-time a career. Job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get, <laughs> we get paid uh, to be Australians, to, to sort the rest of the world out. Now, I run a, uh, a small media company called the Podcast Network, and, and we make podcasts. We, we talk shit into microphones, and uh, for some reason, uh, I get paid to do that. Which uh, that sounds good. I know. Who, 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 who? Well, you know, I get I get paid to talk <laughs> crap to people quite often. Uh, I think maybe I could be paid more to do this. You know. Do you do you lead them astray? Do you do you hold up a banana and go cow cow? No, no. no. If I hold up a banana, I say apple. And <laughs> <laughs> I stay within the same you know realm of yeah. <laughs> But I mean, you. Uh, what did you do? I mean, what did you do in life before you were podcasting? Hey, I'm what, asking the what, questions here. Okay. <laughs> Later, I'll, I'll make a memo. God damn. Okay, now God damn podcast I'm on Google at the same time, so I'm I'm running Google on. Uh, I just want to see what podcast it, network. Is. It's not enough okay. that the British sent us to you know Gallipoli to get wiped out. 
Yeah, yeah. You, you, you want to start, you know, taking over our shows. Now, it's just not going to happen. Now, hold on a moment. Now, Gallipoli, if I remember rightly, the, the Kiwis were holding their end. I heard the Australians stayed on the boats. The Kiwis were holding sheep. Was what the Kiwis would do. <laughs> they were copy. <laughs> let's let's not go there. We've got some Kiwi listeners. No, let's not. I get also trouble. So now we were uh, we were talking about uh, concentration camps. The uh, right. Okay. Yeah, you've lived in the United States for a while. You said. Yeah, yeah. I lived in uh, New Mexico, California, Ohio at various oh times God. in my life. Uh, yeah, when I was talking to Andrew earlier today, he uh, was telling me about the prison camps that are being built, and, and I've been Googling that and looking up the Military Commissions Act. It looks like it's something that Bush and the Republicans managed to push through Congress just before the Democrats won the House uh, late last year. Right. And uh-huh. uh, it seems to be a, an incredibly uh, appalling piece of legislation that was pushed through. And uh, I'm even reading an interview from the 19th of June with a Democratic senator from Ohio, Senator Sherrod Brown. And he was asked by the interviewers, this is uh, up on Yahoo News, uh, it's from the Huffington Post, actually. He was asked why he uh, signed the, the, well, he voted for the Military Commissions Act, and he's just saying it was a bad vote. I shouldn't have. A vote I'll correct when the opportunity comes. He, he wasn't looking. <laughs> I take responsibility. Oops, it was, did I vote? It was did I heat, vote for that? It was the heat of the campaign and I made a mistake. Now, right. look, just to look at some of the things that... Uh, well, I hope he's one of the first people in the camp, you know, so that... <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> I hope he's secured himself a nice bunk bed there, you know. So. <laughs> that would be reasonable. I think that would be very fair. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all joking aside, though, what's the what's the military? What did you say? It's called the Military Commission Bill or something? The Military Commissions Act of two thousand and six. Yeah, right. Okay. Now, uh, so basically, I I haven't. Well, I, I spoke with Andrew about this subject. In fact, the other day, he he amazed and appalled me with some of the figures. Uh, he said there are thousands of camps being built. Yeah, no, not that many. I think you said thousands. I heard like. Something like seven hundred, but now you said there were gas chambers. Let's get on. Yes. Let's get right to the. Let's get to the cut to the chase here. You're not being facetious. You said serious? No, he no. We were talking about this, and come on, Andrew. And then look up here. Let's hear it. Yeah, on this video on Google, they have they show the whole concentration camp. There's three layers of fencing, and the the barbed wire is facing towards the inside. It's along a railroad track. There's uh, there's an Air Force train. There's I think like uh, I don't know some some other heavy duty equipment, army equipment. But what there. was the thing about the low? Hold, hold on, hold on. The ventilation systems. Come on, get. Yeah, there's these this Jeez. building with all these huge metal boxes, some kind of new equipment. The, it looks like heaters or something, but <clears throat> I was reading something on this, and then the logo on the on those boxes is some company, and their main product is they sell like you know these noxious g- gases like carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide, 
you know, cyanide gas and, you know, weird shit like that. So, <laughs> this is really scary stuff. You going to uh, send me a link to that video? I did. Send, send it to me again. Put it again? in the chat window so we can all see it. Yes, so we can all see it, sir. Paste it. Paste it into a chat window or something. Hold on. It's the, it's the first... Yeah. So um, I'm trying to find out if there's okay. any truth to this story that I found that uh, KBR, uh, Kellogg, Brown and Root, uh, that's this division of Halliburton, formerly it was a subsidiary of Halliburton, but no longer. Uh, it uh, got spun off, I think, on April 15th, 2006 floated on the New York Stock Exchange, but there was a story that they had been awarded a huge contract to build these things. But uh, I haven't been able to find any verification for that, but of course they are a sterling organization. Uh, they have uh, they were awarded a $100 million contract in 2002 to build the new U.S. Embassy in Kabul in Afghanistan. Uh, they've also been awarded 15 uh, task orders worth more than $216 million to work under Operation Enduring Freedom, which is the military name for uh, the um, destruction of Afghanistan. And uh, they've uh, also... They employ more American private contractors and hold a larger contract with the US government than does any other firm in Iraq. The company's roughly 14,000 U.S. employees in Iraq provide logistical support to the U.S. armed forces. They provide housing for approximately 100,000 soldiers in Iraq in a contract worth $200 million. And on February uh, 9th, 2007, uh, 98 American KBR employees and subcontracts have lost their lives and more than 430 have been wounded by hostile action in Iraq, Afghanistan and uh, Kuwait. So there you go. And they, they apparently they have quite a lengthy uh, relationship with American presidents. <laughs> well, Lyndon if they Johnson. all got shot, we'd be a lot better off. <laughs> oh. Okay, now, hold on. Now, let's, let's, throw in, let's throw in a little bit of, you know, what, devil's advocate, whatever you want to call it. Now, aren't they How can you get more devilish than that? Aren't they building these camps to... In case there's another Katrina, they'll be able to house and feed all the refugees properly before they give them a shower. Kevin, Katrina... I mean, next time, they don't want to be caught any more like that. They, they want to be ready with the camps. Yes, but... So the next time the New Orleans gets wiped out, they can put everyone in New York in a camp. <laughs> Just in case. Can it, can it get wiped out twice? Well, I don't know. Cam, do you know the story of... Hold on, where were we? Well, do you know the story of Katrina? The real story? No. Let's stay on topic. Let's stay with the extermination camps. I mean, the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's be careful. But, I mean, you know, seriously. Well, that's what, what they are. What does the government say? If they're, if they're making so many, there must be expenditures. There must be what paper trail. What do they say they are? What are they? Are they camps? You know, FEMA, FEMA camps. You know, help people out in time of disaster or what? 
I, I I'm finding uh, it hard to find any uh, ref- reference in the news using Google News about the KBR building these things or who's building them or where they're being built. Where, where, where's well, your, Owens, where, where's what's, your what's, the, what's the link, Owens? Yeah. Come on. Didn't you see the link? No, I've where seen, is it? Uh, what, this is the video link you're sending us? Yeah, right. Do you have it right there? The yeah. YouTube? I'm going to pause the recording, watch the video, and then we'll 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 talk more. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. We've all watched the video. Okay. So, thoughts? Kevin? Well, I mean, there's a couple of things. You can you can show a video and you can have a commentary about it and you can you can you can make anything look sinister, right? Okay, now the barbed wire pointing inwards, that is a bit sinister. <laughs> you would imagine they have the barbed wire so that you couldn't get into the place so you don't steal anything, but and the turnstiles, that looks funny, I will admit. But I didn't see anything there. Did you see anything that looks like, you know... What about the big uh, gas ovens attached to the side of the... Yeah, building? where are the gas ovens? Are they on there? Yeah, yeah, towards the I, end. I was Googling about Amtrak at the time. Yeah, a few minutes towards the end, she, they have footage of what they claim. I mean, I can't... I, I wouldn't know a big gas oven if I fell over one, fell in one and had the door shut. Went, hmm, yeah. somebody fart. Um, but <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> there's, uh, yeah, there, there, cl- there, there certainly is a huge gas cylinder attached to one of these things, but it could be f- for heating the buildings for all I know. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but there's the, they're all over the United States. Well, where are the others? Ga- well, gas cylinders on buildings. No, there's, look, okay, I Googled for, all I put in there was uh, FEMA camps. Right, and one of the first ones was this thing called FEMA's 9/11 concentration camps. I'll send you the link if you want. And uh, so I imagine sites like this must be all over the place. They must be. Well, here's a list of them. What's this here? Executive order numbers. Right. This is probably referring to that same uh, bill that was passed. Right. Well, I think Look. all this stuff has been planned for a long time. 30 years or more. This is you, now you're moving on to the Georgia Guidestones? Yeah, well. The what? <laughs> well, look at this. Look at what these Guidestones say. Did you maintain did you Kevin humanity? The link? What's, what's the Guidestones? Come on. Send, send Kevin the link, man. I sent okay. him the link. Oh, okay, come on. Keep okay, up. Hold. Keep up, Kevin. Jesus. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, know, I, I know you're British, but come on. I think. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Okay, hold on. <laughs> now, where, I've got so many windows open now. I'm going to drift through all this. Okay, okay, freedom. What am I supposed to be looking at? This one? Okay, this one. Let's see. Georgia Guidestones. I'm going to read from Wikipedia while you catch up. This is what Wikipedia okay, says. Okay, do the it. Georgia Guidestones yeah. are a huge granite monument located on a hilltop in Elbert County, Georgia, USA. It is sometimes referred to as the American Stonehenge, a title that has been yeah, applied say, at I've times. Seen this before. Applied at times to a number of other structures. A message comprised of ten guides is inscribed on the monument in eight modern language, and a shorter message is inscribed at the top of the structure in four ancient scripts, Babylonian, Classical Greek, Sanskrit, and Egyptian hieroglyphs. 
The monument is almost 20 feet tall and made from six granite slabs that weigh more than 100 tonnes in all. One slab stands in the centre with four arranged around it. A capstone lies on top of the five slabs which are astronomically aligned. An additional stone tablet which is set in the ground a short distance to the west of the monument provides some clarifying notes on the history and purpose of the guidestones. Now, a message consisting of a set of ten guidelines or principles is engraved on the Georgia Guidestones in eight different languages. Uh, yeah. And these I'm looking at those ten now. Okay. Okay, so the ten for the audience are maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature, guide reproduction okay. wisely, improving fitness and diversity, unite humanity with a living new language, Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Balance personal rights with social duties. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. Now these were built, uh, the guidestone says they were erected on March 22nd, 1980. So hardly Stonehenge, which is like 5,000 years old, but you know, something that's 30 years old in the United States and still standing, that's a long time, right? Yeah. (laughs) Well, just the idea of maintain humanity under 500 million, where is that going to come from? I mean, if this, if these are the goals of this new world order, well, they're, they're certainly, they certainly must, most of this must be propaganda. By um, by who though? I mean, if they want, well, the this the same group that is trying to take control of the world. You know, make a one-world government. I'm all for a one-world government. Well, I am too, but I'm not for a totalitarian one-world government. I'm I'm for uh, one-world people. I'm for a, I'm people that are allowed to go anywhere they like on the planet without being. I'm for a global you know, interfered with a global democracy. One person, one vote, a one-world parliament. You know, we, I'm, I'm reading a great book by George Monbiot at the moment and called The Age of Consent from about 2003. And, and he builds the vision where he says, well, you know, you go back 500 years ago, we all lived in feudal societies and we had the village and then the village became the, the duke or the, the, the kingdom and we were loyal to, you know, our particular duke or our particular lord or our particular king. And then we moved, through, you know, to the era of nation-states and, uh, you know, in the last 200 years, in the West at least, we've had these ideas of democracies and countries that we're part of. And he was saying, well, now it's might be time to leave the idea of loyalty to a nation behind and think of ourselves as, a, as one world, one people, with a democracy for everybody, where everybody is equally represented, has an equal vote. And we're not in the situation we are today, where uh, you know the rich companies, dom- uh, countries, sorry, which are, which are controlled by the rich companies, the the rich countries uh, basically get to do whatever the hell they want to the poor countries, and no one can touch them because the rich countries control 
the United Nations Security Council. Yeah. Well, you know, it sounds, you know, very similar to what Buckminster Fuller was talking about. Probably. Do you think so? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I don't remember Bucky talking too much about a one-world parliament, but I know that he was very much uh, an advocate for the freedom and equal rights for all people and for everyone to live in in harmony in the planet. Kevin, what do you think? Well, I'm looking at these guidelines here. That you know, the message on the Georgia guidestones, and you know, I don't really see anything wrong with maintaining. Uh, the population below some controllable or or reasonable number i think that's that's a given i mean if if you're going to just say everyone should be free to you know you know procreate and on and on and on and then we're going to have what 10 million 20 million we're going to we're going to we're going to live beyond our resources but i don't imagine i don't see what the connection is what we were talking about before about there's you know the planned holocaust in america with you know, I mean, surely they would be building these camps in places where there are huge masses of population like India, Indonesia, and China if they wanted to make any significant dent on the population. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't see the connection here. Well, I think in the United States, what they're planning on doing is first... Practice? Yeah, well, getting rid of anyone that isn't uh, brainwashed anyone that's against their plan for global domination because I think it'll eventually things will get pretty nasty um, you know they're, they're trying to take away the guns which is you know I'm all for that on one level but at this point in time I'm not who's trying so, to take away the guns the government I thought the Republicans were the ones that were the you know behind the, the pro-gun lobby yeah, but these guys that are working behind the scenes now, they're, you know, they know they're going to have to disarm the citizenry to carry out their plan. Otherwise, there's going to be a revolution. Mate, the vast majority of Americans, you know, are about five times a healthy weight. You know, they, they, they wouldn't get off the lounge if you, and, you know, t turn off the monster truck races. If you walked in their door with a bazooka, they'd be like, yeah, hand me another bird. I mean, come on. I, I think they should just take them to those, those camps and they should just have teams of surgeons liposuctioning them and all our oil needs will be met. <laughs> In all, in all seriousness, you know, and this is, we were talking about Noam Chomsky, you and I earlier today, man, and I was saying that, you know, the, I, I am all for uh, being vigilant and, and reading between the lines of what the mass media want us to believe, but, you know, if we're going to come up with theories of uh, what certain people have in store for us, you know, we need to, we need to have evidence to back that up. And so the, the, first, yeah. the first step with all these theories is, you know, we need to look for evidence, we need to look for the hard data that we can use to make rational decisions. My, you know, one of my big concerns at the moment is the lack of rational thinking that's happening in the West. And on this show, I, I talk a lot about how I believe that uh, 
religion is one of the, the cornerstones of irrationality in the West. I agree. And irrational people do irrational things. And and I had a guest on this show, uh, Eliezer Yudkowsky, uh, a month or so ago. We were talking about this and he said, he made a great statement. He said, you know, if you can convince people to accept irrational behavior or irrational thinking in one area of their life, like believing in, you know, Bronze Age mythological invisible men who live in the sky and control everything that you do, that uh, you can. It's all the all the easier to get them to believe other things that don't have any evidence, like Saddam has weapons of mass destruction and is is Osama bin Laden's best mate. And uh, there's no evidence to support, and that you know humans have got nothing to do with climate change. And there's a whole bunch of things that you can get people to believe if people have been lulled into a worldview that doesn't require evidence to support a theory. And I and I don't think conspiracy theories uh, should be any less uh, vigorous in coming up with evidence, as hard as it may be, to support the theories. I agree. Um, there's well my research into conspiracy theory which goes back about uh, you know five years or five or six years now you know started basically after 9-11 now I, I haven't gone into it really deeply uh, uh, but apparently there's lots of people out there that have been studying this for their entire lives and you know as with all humans some of them have a I think a better idea of what's going on than than other people uh, So you know, it's it's kind of difficult to uh, really figure out what is going on, but there seems to be some general plan that they're trying to uh, you know put in motion, and whatever that plan is, it it seems like something like Nazism to me. Uh, or you know, working towards a uh, some type of slave state, or you know, like a 1984 scenario. <laughs> like we're all going to be back to having big hair and watching Madonna dress up in uh, lingerie with big crosses around her neck. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not that 1984. You don't mean the real 1984. I like the real 1984, except I don't want to go back to wearing grey and pink. That was just a bad look. The grey, the pink, not good. Um, there's a lot of... Uh, no, I'm talking about the book, 1984. Oh, the book. The book, right. The book. What's his name? Um, uh, uh, uh. The book, 1984? Yeah, who's the author? Uh... George Orwell. Or, yeah, George Orwell. Yeah. 
I actually saw a, uh, a, a stage play version of that uh, that was on here in Melbourne a couple of months ago that was um, directed by uh, Tim uh, Robbins, which was um, very good. And it was sort of, you know, very contemporary with what's going on in the United States today, particularly just in terms of trying to get people not to think and the use of uh, language to uh, say what you don't mean. <laughs> like right. well, like a surge. Yeah. We're going to have a surge. We're, we're, not, yeah. we're not putting more troops in Iraq. It's just a surge. Nobody be afraid. Hey, um, well, so I just want to read this before I forget. In all of this stuff about the concentration camps, they keep mentioning Rex 84. And I, di- I didn't know what that meant, so I looked it up. Now, according to Wikipedia, Rex 84 is short for Readiness Exercise 1984, talking of 1984, which was a plan by the United States federal government to test their ability to detain large numbers of American citizens in case of massive civil unrest or national emergency. Exercises similar to Rex 84 happen periodically. Plans for roundups of persons in the United States in times of crisis are constructed during periods of increased political repression, such as the Palmer Raids and the McCarthy era. For example, from 1967 to 1971, the FBI kept a list of persons to be rounded up as subversive, dubbed the ADEX list, which stands for the uh, Alpha X Plan. Uh, otherwise known as the continuity, continuity of Government Plan, I think John Lennon was on that list. And uh, apparently Rex 84 was mentioned during the Iran-Contra hearings in 1987 and subsequently reported on by the Miami Herald in 1987. Uh, There you go. In the Iran-Contra hearings, though, when someone brought up, as I remember, that when people tried to bring that up, the, uh, the chairman of the hearing said, you know, that's like way, way top secret stuff and uh, don't mention it again or something like that. I'm just watching Oliver North talking about it on YouTube. The Federal Emergency Management Agency. Gotta love YouTube, don't you? Yeah, it's convenient. <laughs> the net is convenient. <laughs> they, I, I had the guy who invented the net on my show a while back. About a month ago. Cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I, I forgot to say that to him. You know what? It's convenient. Anyway, so you were going to say something before I started to about Rex 84. Are you still there, Kevin? You're being very quiet. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm listening in. You ever heard um, of Rex 84? Rex 84, no. I thought Rex 84 no. was like a uh, new version of K9 on the latest Doctor Who, but apparently not. <laughs> no, uh... Where's the... Uh... You get Doctor Who? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Well, we, we have BitTorrent, so we get everything on BitTorrent. But yeah, yeah, we got the new Doctor Who down here, man. Doctor Who's very cool. I grew up watching I Doctor Who seen... as a kid, man. It's, it's huge. I haven't seen TV for 10 years. No TV at all? Well, I've, we had one. I mean, I could see it in Japanese. It's totally boring <laughs> since I really don't speak Japanese. Yeah, but I have a TV. It's grey. <laughs> turn it on <laughs> but I, I just don't watch it anything oh man, if, if you guys haven't been watching The Sopranos you've been missing out man Sopranos is the greatest thing ever anyway not all TV no, I saw something bad. I saw something called like Six Feet Under or something like that is it great Australian actress in that Australian I should say Australian great Australian actress in that yeah that's a pretty 
pretty weird show. Yeah, I've never watched that one. Never watched it. So anyway, um, you were going yeah. to say something, man. Then we've already wrapped this up. I think we've been going for like uh, an hour. Okay. Um, yeah, I... You know, I'm relatively new to all this stuff, too. Um, and I... You know, I... I'm really interested in the future of humanity um, and where it's going, like Bucky was, because he's one of my, you know, my favorite teachers. But, uh, you know, I I mostly just try to keep up with, with what's going on in the political world just to... You know, for my own satisfaction and just trying to turn other people on to all this really strange stuff that's happening in the world right now. Well, I, you know, man, I think it's all good. You know, I, I'm personally a believer that we need to have more discussion around these things and not less. Uh, you know, I do think we need to look for for hard evidence to support our theories but I think open conversation about our fears and our concerns and our theories is you know a critical part of democracy and one of the things that concerns me a lot about mainstream media at the moment around the world not just in the US but in Australia and the UK and many in many other countries is that they try and dampen open discussion and, and and the way that they do it and you know if you read any noam chomsky you know he, he explains this very clearly is by you know they they keep they, they try and make the media look like it's open and there's lots of debate and discussion going but it's very limited to a certain number of uh potential theories and potential subjects and anybody who steps out of that is sort of given a label as a conspiracy theorist or a whack job or a loony and that's their exactly. that's their way of uh, you know co and, co impro right yeah it, I mean we're supposed to take these people seriously these are supposed to be intellectuals please I think most of them work for the CIA <laughs> that's a lot of people working mm. for the CIA well look do if you do a Google search for uh, I said 2.3 billion on September 10th, 2001. Uh, the Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld announced that the Pentagon has lost 2.3 trillion dollars. Did I say billion before? Yeah, trillion. Trillion. Trillion with a T. I mean, that's like seven or eight years worth of U.S. military budget that they lost. And then apparently in 2000, they lost another $1.7 trillion. Now, when you say I mean, they lost, this is, uh, I've got the article here. It says that it's, it's gone missing. Not, not lost because we, we've, we've spent it. It's, <laughs> we, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions, said Rumsfeld. To understand how the Pentagon can lose track of trillions, consider the case of one military accountant who tried to find out what happened to a mere 300 million. We know it's gone, but we don't know what they spent it on, said Jim Minnery, Defense Finance and Accounting Service. The director looked at me and right. said, he tried to, he went to his boss, and the director looked at me and said, why do you care about this stuff? <laughs> well, 
out of the four trillion that they lost, you know, budgets, black budgets for NSA, CIA, and you know whatever else they, these you know secret organizations they've got, those, you know, there's no accountability for that for those types of uh, you know organizations you know like CIA and that so that to me is what it all comes down to man it's, it's not about I don't think it's about making us all slaves I don't think it's all about Nazi concentration camps I think it's all about money and wealth and control and power it's the same game that it's always been it's the same people that have been running it for since the dawn of history, and uh, the game hasn't changed. It's about money and wealth and control uh, by the few of the many, and uh, that's where I think we need to focus: is in in changing the game, changing the system. Yeah, well, well, just imagine what you can do with four trillion dollars. I mean, you know what I'd do. I'd spend half of it on drugs and hookers, and then I'd just waste the rest. Oh, come on. <laughs> you, you don't do drugs. No, but if, I, you said. if I had $4.3 trillion, I would. You'd start. I'd start. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. That's, uh, that's all we've got time for. I think if we go over an hour here, my brain is going to explode. So, uh, okay, Cam. Andrew, Kevin... Either, Cameron, take it easy, man. E- either of you got a blog that we can point the troops to? I know, Andrew, you, you try and stay off the grid in case they come after you. What about you, Kevin? No, no, no. That's not a reason. I'm just no, I'm too not lazy. On the grid. Is there a grid? <laughs> 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 I've got a TV and it's grey. That's all I'm telling <laughs> you. I never turn it on. I mean, no, I don't. I don't have a web page or anything, man. But you're both on Skype, which is which is something, right? Yeah, I Skype sometimes. Yeah, I, I like to do public chats on Skype. All right. Well, call me back and we'll we'll talk about uh, my research into advanced robotics and artificial intelligence. Oh man, I'm doing so many of those shows at the moment. I'm 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 AI'd out. Can we talk about? Oh, okay. Can you come back on next week and we can talk some more conspiracy theory stuff? That's much more fun right now. Okay. All right. Let's do it again next week, guys. All right, man. All Take right. it easy. Have a good night, fellas.